Hello, and welcome back to the Pennsylvania Chamber's All Business Podcast, featuring the passion, vision, and unique talents of Pennsylvania's entrepreneurs, business owners, and executives. And now, here's Lori Rennie. Welcome back for another Pennsylvania Chamber All Business Podcast. Today, we're sitting down with one of our own and new to our organization. Welcome Brian Orsinger, Chief Operating Officer of Pennsylvania Chamber Insurance. Prior to joining Pennsylvania Chamber Insurance, Brian built an extensive career in the benefits sector, having held positions at Key Insurance and Benefit Services, First Niagara Benefits Consulting, Banyan Consulting, and Sovereign Benefits Consulting. He has also earned the Certified Employee Benefits Specialist designation through the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans at the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania. And we're excited to talk to him today about the future of healthcare, his vision for where Pennsylvania Chamber Insurance is going, and also what businesses can expect this upcoming renewal season. Welcome, Brian. How are you doing today? Thanks, Lori. I'm doing well. It's great to be here. Great to have you. Welcome aboard. And, you know, let's just dive right into it and talk healthcare. You know, usually when we mention that word, we get a couple eye rolls or a groan because, as you know, the impact of providing benefits and managing costs, it's become daunting for employers. You know, it's been difficult. We've seen increase in prices. We've seen all these different changes with the ACA. But there are some newer, more innovative ways that employers are kind of balancing, offering great benefits by managing those financial impacts. Tell us a little bit about what you're seeing out there in the marketplace. Lori, that's actually, that's a great tee up and I get it. I understand, I can't tell you how many times I've been sitting in meetings with clients and, you know, these are employers who are really met with a lot of challenges every day, not the least of which being, uh, you know, an expense item that's very difficult to manage. Sure. And if you think about this, you know, typically across the Commonwealth, historically, if we look, employers that have 100 employees or less have actually been blinded to kind of what is driving costs within their health plan. And when I say blinded, I mean based on protected health information and other regulations, it's very difficult for them to understand really what's driving costs within their programs. So the large case market, which you know, I think you and I have talked a little bit about kind of where my background has been, it's, it's a little different. And the self-funded model of health insurance has really opened up transparency and allowed employers to have access to information that lets them drive and, and build designs that really combat the triggers that they're seeing within their plans. So what we are doing at PCI, what I'm very proud of, is a team that has put in place great opportunity to bring that level of flexibility and transparency to a broader swath of the market in Pennsylvania. And so like those smaller businesses now can manage their costs. That's exactly right. Today, through the PCI Benefits Consortium, we have the opportunity to bring that type of access down to employer groups that are 20 employees or more. Through our consortium, we've got the opportunity actually through carrier partners like Aetna and others, Capital Blue Cross, Highmark Blue Shield, UPMC, we've got the opportunity to bring that down below the 20 employee life mark. That's amazing. And you've been seeing some positive results too about that ROI back to the employer. That's exactly right, Lori. Oh, so over the last three years, and if you think about this, we were, I, I don't want to say we were uh, you know, late to bringing this type of opportunity. That wasn't the case at all. We were very measured in our approach. And frankly, we were a bit selective in how we partnered with clients to bring this type 
a funding mechanism to them. And so I say that, so over the past three years, really, where we've actively been engaging with clients in the PCI Benefits Consortium, we have actually driven $2.8 million with our client partners back to them in surplus that in a fully insured arrangement would have remained with the carriers. So that's, I think, meaningful change. That's huge. That's huge. And, you know, Brian, right now in the climate that we're in, um, one thing that we, you and I have spoken about a lot is about the importance of keeping your employees healthy. And, you know, when they show up to work, you know, it's not about the physical health, but when they show up to work, you want that production to be there as well. And so having that balance of really great benefits and having a healthy workforce goes back to the impact on the organization. Explain a little bit about how benefits and production kind of work in tandem, How what, what your vision of that is, because I find it so interesting. I'll tell you, I appreciate that because you know this is an area of focus for our team specifically. PCI has been very proud to partner with an organization called the Integrated Benefits Institute. Uh, I know that uh, many of our audience may not be familiar with IBI, mm-hmm. uh, but this is an organization that partners with household brand names that that most of us would recognize. So we're talking about the Walmarts of the world, Chevron, uh, you know, large corporations that have for many years recognized that when we start to look at human capital risk holistically, when we look at the person wholly, and we take a look at ways, products and services that as employers, we can ensure that individuals are healthy to live, healthy to work and healthy to retire, that pays dividends to a business. We're tying overall employee health to business performance and outcomes. And to the point you just made, this is a multi-leg stool. It's not just physical well-being and and physical health we're talking about social, which is actually an emerging trend, social health, mental health, which has gotten a lot of radio time. Yeah, huge. That's right. Financial health. All of that plays that important role in keeping that employee. I mean, we talk about employee retention from a workforce perspective. So when you have an employee that has great benefits, that knows that they're supported by their organization, whether it's with an EAP program to take care of some of those social, as you say, mental impacts on their life, they have that assistance. That's absolutely right. To feel supported as an employee, as demographics are changing, you know, just to kind of throw a few statistics out there, and I think our audience is probably well familiar with this, but in 2017, millennials made up just about a third of the working population across the U.S. By 2025, that will be 75% of the working population. And I think we all recognize that as we evolve and as demographics shift, it's very important for employers to give access to the employee base with an opportunity to tailor benefits based on life stage, based on health stage, and for each employee to have that opportunity to pick and choose and build the program that best fits them. And at PCI, we're proud to say we've got a portfolio of products that we've worked hard to curate. We're going to get into that. But I think from that healthy you know, the focus on overall well-being is so important because it truly drives. And what I want to quickly mention, for our HR conference this December, uh, one of the topics that we're going to dive deeply into is really areas where we've 
seen and witnessed companies that have recognized and, and really found some empirical data on why it's so important to make that connection. That's huge. That is, I mean, that's huge because you and I, again, have spoken in the past kind of if somebody has, you have an employee that has cancer or maybe their family member has cancer, their child, their husband, their spouse, to be able to have a benefit that they know when they show up to work, I don't have to worry about transportation to my treatment. I don't have to worry about some of these other implications from a critical disease and what that brings that employee doesn't have to bring that to work with them and they're there to work to do their job because they know that they're taken care of on the back end so let's talk about specialty benefits I mean let's go ahead and dive into that because you bring up a good point tailoring benefits to the specific needs of the individual you know our specialty benefits you know dental vision cancer insurance disability you know most people think that's just for big businesses if i'm a small business i have 25 50 employees i can't offer those but really through pci businesses can and they can set this up uniquely that it doesn't really hurt their you know impact their financial costs so talk a little bit about those specialty benefits and the strength of pci in that realm yeah boy that's in coming to pci that is one of the real differentiators that i feel is so strong as we are out in market speaking to clients speaking to prospective clients and and the point that you made is a strong one you know as we continue the the smaller group clients that PCI is talking to. So we could say anywhere from you know five employees up through 20 employees that traditionally would love, and, and I get it, the focus is always on the health plan. And in our world, that's really what gets the bandwidth because A, it's a huge expense, regardless of your you know size of yep. employee base. Uh, but as we talk about this need to shift, this need to provide access to a greater uh, you know swath really of, of products, it's important because those employers in that 5 to 20 life space, there are participation requirements that carriers impose that say, hey, if you'd like to offer this benefit, as an employer, maybe you're focused on providing access to the health benefit, and obviously you're going to pass a certain cost along to the employees in many cases to gain access to that health benefit, there may not be employer dollars left to then also provide dental, vision, life insurance, disability insurance, the other products that you mentioned. And so what that then leads is the opportunity potentially to offer those on a voluntary basis or employee pay all basis. But the problem is in that smaller group segment, when that voluntary coverage is being offered, the carriers are saying, we need at least X percent, and in many cases it's 75 percent of the eligible employees to take that coverage, and that typically then is the death nail in, in offering the coverage. Right. At PCI, because we are very proud to operate a trust product, it allows us without any minimum participation requirements, it doesn't matter if the employer wishes to actually contribute toward the cost of this coverage or elects not to, we've got the access to provide all of those products to whomever wishes to. And so, but that, you just brought up about the millennials. So you bring up, you know, right now we're in a flux where companies have multi-generation employees. You might have a baby boomer, you might have a millennial, and they have different needs. So a boomer's not gonna need, you know, dental insurance with orthodontic coverage, but that millennial might. And we have the flexibility of offering that and letting them give that really array of benefits. And if one person needs it, great. If two people need it, that's fine too. 
if nobody needs it, that's all right as well. That is spot on. And, and that's the part that it's very interesting because, again, we, we talked, I believe, kind of just in that last question, a little bit about the idea of this demographic shift. Yes. And things are changing. You know, buying patterns are changing. Millennials, has, uh, you know, as we've taken a look, are in on average delaying the purchase of a new home are um, delaying having children so you know when we kind of look at this and when employees who have in the past purchased life insurance because they want to you know provide a certain level of financial security to their family if heaven forbid something should happen or if they you know want to take care of the mortgage uh, if something would happen those types of things or a disability if an injury right. or an illness would occur they they have a certain they have a certain household overhead that they need to to cover well in the situation of the millennial it may actually be more important for us to offer pet insurance because when you know, in many cases, when they've delayed children, the first child is a fur baby, and that's so that's <laughs> right. That's exactly right. And sometimes, when you get older too, that's your that's your baby. That becomes your baby again. So, you know, being able to specialize those benefits, being able to offer the array that the employee gets to choose what's right for them at that stage of life, like you said, that they're at, is just one of those enormous, unique benefits that we are able to offer as Pennsylvania Chamber Insurance. So, you know, renewal season's upon us. Uh, it's going to be September and that December and January market, you know, everybody's gearing up. What do you think employers can expect to see this renewal period? What are we looking at, Brian? Boy, I love it. That's a loaded question because the PCI crystal ball definitely has answers. But uh, <laughs> no, it's, I, what I can say is, you know, we are... This is this is interesting because there are competitive forces at play uh, across the Commonwealth sure. that are interesting and they're impacting the upcoming renewal season. We've got newer entrants to the health insurance market. Uh, you know, many are familiar with health systems that have uh, health plans that are entering you know different geographies across the Commonwealth that are providing additional competition, which is a great thing when it comes to the purchase and renewal of insurance. We've got established carriers that are. Um, you know, working hard to retain market share. And so all of that, it, it becomes very important for us to be well in tune with the, the quickly changing market. Uh, and, and I think, you know, one of the great things at PCI is we are tied in from an advisory board perspective uh, to really all of the insurers that are operating in the Commonwealth from a health plan perspective. Um, because of the book of business that we're proud to represent, uh, it, it allows us access to understand. And so what I can tell our audience is this, um, you know, there are certainly going to be pockets here where, where what I'm about to say will not hold true, but by and large, what we're expecting is is a pretty, uh, if we look at this historically, favorable renewal season. Um, and it's because of you know, some of the competition that we're talking about. It's because of some of the creative solutions. Because at PCI, one of the big things that we're very proud of is we've moved away from transactional renewal management. Yeah. We are not simply looking to pass cost through plan design changes to the employees. We are looking for long-term solutions. And what we spoke about earlier, the PCI Benefits Consortium, various level funded options that we talk about with carrier partners. These are longer term solutions that are meant not to be, you know, some of the terms that we've used in the past are this death by a thousand paper cuts. We're, we're, not, <laughs> we're trying to take, you know, a very measured, very structured long term approach so that our clients have the ability to you know, start to plan better. 
Right, and be able to continue to offer great benefits to their employees, which when you have happy employees, they stay on, which helps with that retention. You know, all those things work in tandem. Absolutely. That's phenomenal. So, you know, you've gone over so many of the great strengths of Pennsylvania Chamber Insurance. What's your vision for the future? Well, I'll tell you, it's been, I can't believe this, it's actually been just a little over four months uh, of my tenure here at PCI, and one thing I've got to say is we have such a great team, and it it gives me great pride to uh, recognize that as we have repositioned, uh, you know, our team in a way that I think will lead to even stronger levels of of service and opportunity, uh, what I think is, is really special for us as an organization is the idea that we're taking our message, I think, a little more broadly across the Commonwealth. So the future of PCI is going to be focused on leaving no stone unturned from a creative solution perspective. Um, you know, the, the idea that we can leverage and add to this trust product that we operate from a specialty benefits perspective to continue to curate the right portfolio of products for an evolving market, that's going to be incredibly important. Uh, I think, you know, we're always, and I know probably many in our audience are thinking through the idea of the Commonwealth and and kind of that opportunity that we thought we had you know months ago to kind of get back to the days of Association Health Plan you know we are not um, done exploring opportunities that can you know really take this back to the glory days right exactly (laughs) that's right exactly and provide scale to 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 organizations that wouldn't typically have that well All great stuff. And Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us to talk about the importance of healthcare, employee health, and sharing your vision to where Pennsylvania Chamber Insurance is going next. We are so happy to have you on board and welcome you with open arms. If you would like more information on Pennsylvania Chamber Insurance, or if you would like to request a meeting with one of our benefits consultants to discuss your upcoming renewal and benefit needs, visit www www.pachamberinsurance.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Lori. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to the All Business Podcast from the Pennsylvania Chamber. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to check out more about us and our members on our website at pachamber.org. We'll see you next time. This program is produced by the Pennsylvania Chamber in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, USA. Copyright 2019.